podcast episode. Welcome to the Classic Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Um, how long ago did I talk to you about this? Um, about like, probably like six months ago. Six months ago? <laughs> There's people I spoke to about this about last year. But now we're here now, first episode. Um, uh, more to come. Thank you guys for joining in. Got a special guest with me today. Uh, I've known you since year seven. Yeah. So <laughs> that's about six, seven years. Yeah. Eight years. Joseph here with me. Rich and broke, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you walked in, I saw the top, I was like, wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute. This guy didn't come in here with you. Brand new merch. I have to, I have to. Come on. When's this one dropping? Um, this one's coming end of July. End along of July. with another t-shirt as well. End of July, so keep your eye out for that one. <laughs> what other colours you got in there? Um, I got a grey stone washed um t-shirt as well. Yeah. So you're hearing it. You're hearing it. Black, grey. Yeah, yeah. Nah. Yeah. So yeah, eleven left. When did you start? Um, or was that college time or uni? I think it was end of year. Towards the end of year thirteen, me and my partner missing me. Um, we started just wanting to create different clothing for ourselves. So we had this little um manufacturer who was local in Charlton actually yeah. and um, we would just go there with designs we would print it on t-shirts and then we would wear it around and from there it started to pick up a lot more interest from people around us I remember the first drop it was the t-shirts I still got yeah. the first with the first white tee of the camo the camo yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I remember that came out and the cap came out was it the cap first? yeah it was the cap first and then the t-shirts came out. I remember coming out and I was like, oh, stay in a mode, do brands, that's cool, that's cool. But yeah, bare people do brands a bit. Yeah, yeah, People doing yeah. brands. I thought, like, a brand, that's cool. It's all right, I like the, I like the concept behind it. Yeah. I like the name Rich and Broke. Yeah. The design. And then I was like, yeah, let me put it. I like that. And just supporting it. Yeah. And then it was, when I thought, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> this is not, he's not just through the brand. This is uh there's something going on here. It was when you posted a picture it was a while ago now. You posted a picture you was wearing the red jumper. Oh yeah. Which yeah, broke. Yeah, but yeah, you posted yeah. it before you released, you released it. it, yeah. And I said the jumper and I said no. <laughs> that red jumper was a staple. It's a staple. I said the jumper and I said no. Wait a minute. And I, I zoomed in the picture. I was like, it's Richard Broke. Yeah. And I was like, nah, 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 Joseph, you do something here. Yeah. And I messaged you, I was like, yo, something's going on here. Like, I'm, I'm watching you, I'm, I'm watching the moves. I jumped. Release the jumper, I got white one straight away. Yeah. And the cap, I got that one. I was like, yo, this guy's, he's doing stuff. Like, yeah. It was sick. Um, but for people who don't know, Rich and Broke talks about, tell us about that, about what it means. Um, I think the, the first thing that gets um, people's attention about the name is the oxymoron Rich and Broke. Mm. Um, what we're trying to do with the brand is, uh, be more than just a fashion brand, be like a voice for like the community we're from, be a voice in like our social um in our social um area as well. So rich and broke, we're trying to change the narrative of what rich and broke means. Um so if I was to ask you, are you rich? Like you're gonna first thing you're gonna think about is how much do I have in my mm. bank account or mm. is there money in my mm. bank account to say that I'm rich. Mm. Rich and Broke's trying to change that narrative. So if I ask you, are you rich? You can tell me, yeah, I'm rich in love. I'm mm. rich in family. I'm rich in passion. And um, I think that's what we want to push forward as a brand to be rich in something aside from monetary value. At the end of the day, 
money makes the world go around, but it's love that makes everything. The love for the things that you do yeah. is what makes um what really makes people and what makes brands and what makes um businesses. It's uh, it's funny you said that because I remember one time I don't know was I don't remember, I don't remember what I was watching what I was doing but it was a while ago. I was just watching something that made me think about what we perceive as rich yeah. and what we perceive as a uh, like high class and things like that. And uh, Chris Rock has a joke about it as well. There's <laughs> a joke about it as well. He says, uh, "Black people ain't rich." I mean, black people ain't. Oh no! <laughs> you know what he says? He says black people. He says black people are rich, but we're not wealthy. Something along the lines of paraphrasing, but he said black people are rich. We're not wealthy. Yeah. He said there's no wealthy black people in the world. Wealth is something different. Wealth is it's different from rich. Yeah. Your kids, kids, kids. Yeah. I've got something for them. Yeah. Riches that like, you can lose that. Yeah. That's in, a legacy. In a few months. Yeah. yeah. Wealth is something entirely different. So I was thinking about that, and I was thinking, I was just thinking about me, how that is personally for me. Yeah. And I remember I was like, and I call myself rich. Mm. And I was thinking, can I call myself rich? And I was thinking to myself, I can, because rich isn't, like you said, it's not Always how much you have in your bank account or yeah. what you've got in your wallet. Uh, it's something deep as I thought I, could, I can call myself rich. Yeah. But then I was still, uh, but I, like, I was still battling what I had learned is that riches, isn't... you've got so much cash and yeah. money. Yeah. But after a while, I thought, Exactly that. I thought riches and it's not what you've got, what you got, how much you like, how much yeah. you got is how you feel, how you think, how you carry yourself. Yeah, the things yeah. you love, like you said. Exactly. How much effort you put into the things that you do, and yeah, it's funny you said that because it just it took me back to that, and I was thinking, and I was thinking about that when you're growing up, especially how we've grown up, yeah. where we've grown up. It's like a part of you. You're learning from. Uh, you're learning from what you see on on TV, TV or around you yeah or around you basically so what you see on TV was uh, rich people but they only showed the money yeah the, the nice cars, cars the, the houses, houses so yeah. it's a lot of uh, not forgetting but unlearning what you've yeah. brought up to be yeah. understood as what it is yeah definitely I think so, I think that's one thing we're trying to change as well because it's like when we're where we're from like Southeast London, it's not the best of areas. It's quite a very poor area um, in London, in the UK. Um, so a lot of the things that people want to do is get money to get out. Mm. But a I, lot... I can, yeah, I can yeah. touch that so <laughs> part of the time was, and like, it's like, I get out of here. Yeah, it's like coming out of... When you're in that bubble, it's, it's very hard to step out of it and just think, what am I getting money for? Mm. And I feel like once you step out of that bubble and have that kind of perspective as in what am I getting money for, it kind of changes what your rich is about. Um, I want to get money so I can do this. I want to get money so I can build here. I want to get money so I can invest in so-and-so. And I feel like for a lot of our generation, that is starting to happen. And people are starting to build businesses based on what they like doing, what they enjoy doing. People aren't just going to uni anymore because um parents told them to yeah, or is yeah. that's the traditional way to go about yeah. things people are actually chasing their passion starting food businesses starting hair businesses uh, makeup and stuff like that and you know i feel like our generation is becoming quite an entrepreneurial generation and which i feel like it's great in building like a black community mm. of 
business owners, entrepreneurs, and like that kind of that's gonna set a high bar for the generations to come. And I feel like that will help burst that bubble of get money, get out of the hood. Yeah, that's uh, that was something I was. Uh... It was a mentality I had for a long, yeah. long while is, uh, how do I, I was thinking, how do I get out of here? You're not the only one. Man. How do I, especially <laughs> where, I'm, like, where, where, where I live, I'm like, how do I get out of here? Like, yeah, man. And it was one of the biggest problems, I feel like, like I said, I feel like we are going somewhere and in end, like when we have kids, when our kids have kids, yeah. I feel like it's going to be a much different uh, environment yeah. than what we have now, especially in the areas that we live in. Yeah. But one of the biggest problems I feel like for us right now and for the people before us is all we knew is what we see. All we knew is the area that we're in. Yeah, man. I remember, um, I grew up in Charlton, in yeah, South London, yeah. Charlton. And I remember like uh, every day after school, like primary school, go home, put my bag on the floor, go out, go play football with like the guys from the block. And sometimes we go to Charlton Park. Yeah. And, um, it's funny because uh, when you go when you go up to Charm Park, there's with the entrance you go up there you go into, on the sign of the thing it says Charm Village. Mm. It says Charm Village on the sign, and I used to walk past it every day. I would go to the football play there every day, and I'd always read Charm Village, Charm Village, but I didn't think of it. It just I just glanced past it every day. Yeah, and then I forgot how old I was when I first went into like Central London. Mm. That's maybe at twelve, thirteen. I forgot how old, but I was young. I'm walking, I'm walking to Central London now. And I'm seeing like tall glass buildings and I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. Because <laughs> if you told me, so if you asked me where do I live, I'll be like, London, I live London, London city, like London is yeah. the city. But I go to Central London, I see... Different from Charter Village. And I'm like, wait a minute, like, is this a city? Because Charter Village is not like this. Yeah, yeah. And I'll be like, fam, that's what I, I said to myself, like, I don't live in London City. Like, no, I live in the man. villages. Like, no, I, I live in like London villages. Like it says, it tells us Charlton Village. Like <laughs> I don't think that was a mistake. No, like there's nowhere in the hood it says somewhere like Charlton City or something. Like I feel like I feel like there's uh, I feel like people say like there's certain people who do certain things that they pay attention to details. Mm. I feel like there's a reason why that park in that area is called Charlton Village. Yeah. I don't see any Westminster, Westminster City in yeah. where we live. And I remember I saw the two buildings, glass buildings. And I was like, fam, this is the city. And then I'll go back to Charm Village and I'll see what I see. And I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> but that was, that was the, that, that's the biggest problem is that people don't go... Beyond the... Beyond the, the hood. Like, yeah. The furthest old travel is 30 minutes an hour away. Mm. And it's like, when you see more... You realize that like, you can't help but realize there's more to there's life. so more there's yeah. so much more than your uh postcode and your boy's postcode that lives yeah. the other way yeah and the school that lives on the other side yeah there's so much more and yeah it's funny that's like that's the that's, the, that's, the, that's, the, that's the word. at this point like i have little cousins that i sometimes take out and when i take them out yeah i'm going I'm going to Central London. I'm going to the city. I'm going yeah. to Covent Garden. I'm showing them something else other than because I can take them to the cinema around the corner. They can do that every day. Yeah. But I'm going there somewhere where they don't go every day. Mm. No one was taking me to Central London every day. I didn't yeah. know anyone that worked in Central London. Yeah. So I feel like right now, for especially young kids, uh, like early adolescents, I feel like that's the biggest thing trying to show them that there's more than just 
Give me what's around you. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's fun. Funny you said that. Um, we recently made a bomber jacket, um, called Road to Riches. Yeah. Uh, and on the jacket it has um, a badge here that has our postcode on it. Yeah, I SC- remember seeing. Yeah, it has our postcode on it. SC eighteen Road to Riches, and um, I think the concepts behind that bomber jacket is exactly what we're talking about. It's um, like growing up in a community where like you you basically have a community mom or community father community playground whatever so a lot of things are just like around you and um it's accessible and it makes you kind of like want to stay there your secondary school your primary school 30 minutes 20 minutes away uh your local church 10 15 minutes away and um yeah so when you grow up in somewhere like that it's very hard to see beyond like other areas so like when you mentioned going into london for the first time it's just like damn there's so much more to my my hood there's so much more to my um little community and road to riches is um the bomber jacket is like trying to represent that yes own where you come from but that's not the end yeah that's just the beginning Mm. literally and take it out of take out um on your road to riches take out where you come from like the all the lessons you've learned, all the, the grafting and um, all the nitty gritty stuff, take it out like on your road to riches, but don't forget it, which is um, the whole kind of like meaning and concepts behind the uh, bomber jacket. And it's a bomber jacket it keeps you warm. Mm-hmm. So it reminds you of home as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's crucial that to, for the next generations to, for us to do things like what you said, taking out your little cousin to see beyond um, the little, um, community they grow up in because it changes perspective a lot it, it changes perspective a lot it kind of like changes goals as to okay i don't want to live in the um estate behind me yeah. i've seen houses in yeah. kensington i've seen houses in chelsea i want to work towards that it kind of um i was in ipswich that weekend yeah and the first time i've been in ipswich not the first time i've been outside london but the first time i've been to ipswich and yeah first of all i was surprised how close it was it was like an hour on the train. Oh really? Yeah, I was mad shocked, and I was I was around, and I went to some uh, some natural reserve parks, some nature stuff. Yeah, I was walking around, and I was looking at the houses, and I was like, um, because from early I said I probably won't live, I don't know if I'll live in London. I'm I have to travel more to see if yeah any other country appeals to me. So I was like, if I am going to be in England, it's probably not going to be in London. It's probably going to be somewhere on the outside of London. You reckon? That's why I, I don't know. I could change my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five, ten, fifteen years in the future, but. That's what I'm thinking right now. Somewhere close, because I still London is what I know. I'm, yeah. I'm like a city guy, but so somewhere close where I can drive into London whenever, like a forty an hour minute stops. Yeah, but I wouldn't live in London. I probably live somewhere just outside. Just Yeah, because I went to Ipswich and it was. I felt I felt like it was amazing. Mm. But the funny thing is that perspective is everything. Yeah, because I spoke with someone that was in Ipswich. Oh. <laughs> They're and probably thinking they Ipswich, want to get out of here. And they were like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> it's just, I said, I was in like, what are you doing here? Like, it's so dead. Like, yeah. And I was just like, it's so funny about uh, um, perspectives because I've met people who, since I got into you, know, I met people who go to uni in London. And I know someone who goes uni around here. Not around here, but they live around here. Yeah. Like, like around where we live in our community. And they, was, they, they just say they love it. Mm. I'm like, how can you love this? Yeah, like, but then again, I've been here since mm. I was born, so this is uh, what you know. This is this is what this doesn't excite me. Mm. Um, so 
so again you have to understand this perspective and when you when you find something for the first time there is a sense of fascination to it yeah that excites you yeah but to someone else is yeah every day it's every day no but, uh, yeah no as soon as i saw rich and broken i thought about the concept as well rich and broken i understood what it meant and i was like yeah this is sick and i was on uh, uh, that plus your the actual um, brand is sick the way it looks the style of it i love it so just two sides i was like nah i have to appreciate that man appreciate I, have to, that. I have to see this guy through see how it goes yeah i could sense from early like from that picture we put that red with that red jumper i don't know what it was <laughs> i don't know what it was but it was like when everyone makes brands like from like our community they, they do a hat they might do a t-shirt and it's like a plain white black t-shirt with a little brand and then that's it but when you did the jumper and then you did the caps and it was like you went you took it steps further yeah i was like nah was going on here and i wanted yeah. to tune in yeah. how hard is it to actually go, go through this and to go through the process of designing something of how you want it to look like that yeah. jumper from designing how you want it to look and then from actually having it made and you're putting it on like doing promo for it um it's a it's a exciting process to see drawing come into life basically um me and my partner missing me uh when we want to make something new, we have different inspirations because we go uni together yeah. and we live together as well. So we're quite close as well. Um, he also went Woolwich Poly and uh, known him for a good six, seven years as well. So our ideas and our inspiration kind of come from two different places, even though we're together a lot of the time. He's very, very, very good with graphics mm-hmm. and um very good at making like designs and stuff design like that. It? Yeah. So he's he's a graphic he's a graphic designer. Oh, uh he's a jack of all trades and he mm-hmm. does he does a lot. Um but yeah, so if an inspiration or concept comes into my mind, um I'll relay this to him. We have a conversation about it. Um he'll give me some ideas, I'll give him some ideas, we'll put some stuff together on drawing or paper, and then he gets to work on designing um the graphics behind the concept or the ideas that we've come up with um once he's done that we create something called a tech pack so a tech pack is basically the low the design that we want the type of t-shirts or hoodie or um jacket that we want and um the material and uh all the little details behind it we put it all in this tech pack and then we send it off to potential manufacturers um either in london portugal or uh, pakistan uh and then from that they give us um quotes on how much it would take to yeah. um manufacture all of these and um we have quite a good selection of um good selection of uh different manufacturers so we kind of sieve out the best ones in terms of pricing mm. in terms of quality mm. in terms of time as well and um once we've found okay the one that we want we um we go on further and like can we get a sample mm. and uh, this t-shirt you're seeing right now is a sample yeah. of what's to come yeah. and um a lot of the time the sample is like the pinnacle in the actually going mm. ahead with yeah, the yeah. with the idea um so once we get the sample back um any adjustments that need to be made we make them any improvements we give it to them um Sometimes you do have a bar- a barrier of like 
time timing and stuff like that um which can be a problem but we kind of got to make up for that once the stuff comes out so so we've got our samples now send it back saying okay make these improvements make these adjustments yeah. and then we can say okay let's do the bulk bulk order order and then yeah from there we have the bulk the bulk order will come in and then we start doing promo start doing marketing and um one thing we really like to do is like for each kind of um, clothing item we have coming out we like to have like a concept behind it it's not just a t-shirt there's meaning behind the t-shirt you're wearing um and we want to like yeah you do have different yeah yeah we want like so if you're wearing something we want you to basically you're wearing that t-shirt because you agree with our concepts it's not just because the design's nice you also agree with what we what we mean or what we push forward as a brand um so we try to push that forward as well so i think the last the bomber jackets we made um we had a like a spoken word from a guy called aj articulates yeah yeah i remember um so he gave a spoken word about how what rich and broke means to him and what um the road to riches um whole idea means Mm. to him as well and um that kind of pushed forward again the concept of the whole jacket as well um the whole jacket so we pushed that forward as our marketing and then from there we put it up on our website and yeah and you sell out yeah you go and follow me you sell out uh, you i'll see you post something and i'll be like a few hours late or a day late two days late yeah and I, I won't do it in the moment but a couple of days later i'll come back to it and the website will be like sold out I'm like what yeah. and i'll message you like nah bro god <laughs> yeah because we because like, as soon like this sample as it comes out now yeah I'm wearing it about. Yeah, people yeah. are gonna be wanting yeah, to know yeah. what. So people are like waiting for the drop. Yeah, I'm waiting for now. Yeah, July, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, no July. Uh, people are waiting for the drop. People are anticipating the drop. So it's kind of like smart in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bringing it out like two, three weeks, yeah. and I'm the type of guy like I like taking pictures. Like as soon as you saw, as soon as you saw the red jumper, I was like, yo, yeah. <laughs> Where's this one coming out? I like taking pictures. So I'll probably take a picture. I'll put it on Instagram. People yeah. will inquire or whatever. Yeah. So I know that, okay, there's good traffic behind this, what's coming out. So I'm comfortable that when this comes out, it's going to, um, it's going to reach numbers, it's going to sell out. And it's, yeah. Yeah, man. I, plan. I can't wait for this one still. I'm liking <laughs> this to you still. Yeah, man. But, you yeah, know, it's cool. Um, it's been a, a weird year. We should have done this since back in like February. Yeah. But, you know, coronavirus and that. Um, <laughs> how you been though with uh, all of that? Um, How you been doing? Have you been here in London or were you? Um, so I, half of it up until June, in the June I've been mostly in Canterbury. Mm. Um, I go University of Kent. Um, I've been mostly in Canterbury. I've been back and forth in London a bit, but it's been kind of tedious, and it's been kind of like an experience as well because yeah. never before we've had nah. to experience something like this. Um, uh, I said to my grandma. Like I said to my grandmother, I was like, uh, I was sitting there watching the news or something. Yeah. And I said to her, like, so she came here, she was like, in, in like 93 or something. Yeah. So she yeah. came from like Rwanda, Kenya, Uganda, she's been all about them places. So she's seen stuff. Yeah. yeah. I said to her, like, <laughs> have you seen something like this? I just said, like, have you seen something like this? Just like, never in my life. Seriously. <laughs> she was like, I've seen war. 
Yeah. I've seen you fast, but I've never <laughs> seen anything like this. I Damn. Was, I, was, I was like, Damn. Nah, we just literally. No, nah, it really, really changed the world, man. Like, kids and kids are going to be learning about this. Yeah, like, 100%. Oh, was it, what happened in 2020? Uh, <laughs> and so it's such an L because. 2020, I was like, I'm excited for this podcast. Oh my Everybody days. Everyone was like, new decade. 2020, like, I feel like that's why. Because like, there was just so much due to happen in this year. Everyone was like, new decade, 2020, yo, I'm doing this. Yo, Olympics, March, Corona said, nah, bro, I yeah, don't know what you think of doing. Relax. But How was the first few weeks of your lockdown? Um, First few weeks was like, kind of like, out of my normal routine. So it was weird. It was annoying. Like, I would sleep at later times knowing that I didn't have to wake up early for lectures and and stuff like that so it kind of disrupted my normal routine and it was hard to stay disciplined so the first two weeks were shambles but after the first two weeks we kind of made a routine for ourselves so what's funny is that first two weeks I knocked out at the park first two weeks I was like what this is coronavirus this is lockdown I was waking up I was doing the workout doing a bit of a stretch because I was still doing the assignments then so I'd eat breakfast and do so I, like I had a schedule, like yeah. eat breakfast, do some work, go on Zoom, call Zoom, lectures and that, whatever it may be. Yeah. Uh eat lunch. Might do another workout if I feel good. <laughs> if I feel good, if I feel like it, I'll do another one. Yeah. Might have a nap. Chill. And then about two not even two weeks, about a week and a half. I was like, nah. I was like, nah, nah, it's long. God, yeah. but did you say it it is, what? It and after two weeks, it was like but it kind of it kind of like gave me like a like a foresight in, into what it is to be working for yourself. Um, because if you think about it, we couldn't you couldn't go into offices, you couldn't go into work. Mm. This is the life of an entrepreneur. They don't have a set time to get into the office. They don't have a set time yeah. to leave the office. You have to kind of like build your day. Um, as to how it's going to suit you and how you're going to push out the most output of work in that day. So it kind of showed me that it requires a lot of discipline to yeah. work for yourself. Yeah. So you have to like plan the day and make sure you sleep early so you wake up early to carry out the day as yeah. well. So it was a, it was a foresight, foresight into like what it requires to be an entrepreneur. And it's not as easy as it seems. It's not, it requires a lot of discipline. I'll say that for sure. How big was the block for you to be with Rich and Broke? And um, how did you have a lot of setbacks? Or? We had a, yeah, we had a huge setback because the bomber jackets that came out yeah. were supposed to come out um, in March. But when the coronavirus lockdown stuff started happening, we couldn't get it um, imported in oh. time. So it ended up coming out in like late April and then around that time coronavirus was like kind of like heavy. Mm-hmm. So no one was going you out. couldn't really link up. Yeah. yeah. No one was going out. No one really had a need to buy a bomber jacket. So it kind of made like the sales, like we, the projected sales that we had, it yeah. kind of had a setback to it because of the whole corona situation. Um, but I think like we made the most of it. We built a home studio. Yeah. We bought a lighting box from Amazon. We bought a white backdrop from Amazon as well. Uh, we got a few friends together, um, and we uh, we didn't break um, lockdown rules. <laughs> uh, we didn't break lockdown rules. One of my one of my housemates um, models for us as well. Yeah. So we just um, we have a camera as well. Yeah. So. 
we literally just did it in our living room and uh, we did a photo shoot in our living room. Um, so we made the most of it. And then that way we were able to push out um, the product. Um, but like I said, in sales, we did see like a knock on effect of yeah. Corona. It's funny. Um, I was thinking uh, when all this thing happened with uh, the protests and um, the Black Lives Matter protests and uh, the video of George Floyd. Yeah. I remember seeing a video and I was like, if I were locked down, it's, it's supposed to be locked down, but you know, people yeah, still yeah, got yeah. time to do this to people. And I was like, if, um, no, that, that was crazy, man. That was, that, that's another life changing like experience that happened there. Because it like George Floyd's death was like a pinnacle into how black businesses, black movements are gonna go forward from henceforth. Um, I hope it is. I hope it is. I mean, I've I've seen as a black business owner, I've seen a lot more support yeah. than previously. Yeah. Um, previous to his death, yeah. death, I've seen a lot more support, and it's because people are try- are now valuing each other valuing our community um because his death brought about unity yeah his death brought about unity because violence wasn't the answer because of obviously the lockdown issue yeah so people were having to come together and find ways to basically um remember his death and like put forward the idea of black lives matter did you go to well did you a chance to go to any of the protests? Um, no, I, I actually didn't go to any any of the protests. Um, one because I was in Canterbury, yeah, and at the time the protest was in London. There yeah. was protests in Canterbury. Though, yeah, but it's I, a bit weird. I remember yeah. I went to one of them. I went to one on a Sunday. I forgot if it was. I don't know if it was the last one in London or not. But I think it was one of it was the most packed because there had been like three or four before. Yeah, and it was. I just I just felt like I couldn't. I feel like me being here in London, me being having time to go, I feel like I couldn't yeah. have this pass and be like, oh, like imagine someone asking me, imagine this is 10 years later, this is a pivotal moment and some like kid or something, like, one of my kids in the future asked me like, oh, did you go? Did you go? I mean, no, why? Yeah. I'll just, I'll, I'll watch it from TV. I feel like I had to go and it was an amazing experience. Like mm. there were so many people there. It was just like good vibes. Like there were, I was shocked about how many like, other than black, um, like white people that were there, non-black people that were there. Yeah. Like I was actually shocked. Like there yeah. were multicultural people from every, like everywhere, mm. and that surprised me. And that made me because obviously, so for our generation, is the first sort of thing that we've seen like this. Yeah. There's been things like Mark Duggan and uh, and um, who's the other the other young boy, the school kid, Steven Lawrence. Steven Lawrence. There's been nothing like this, but nothing was uh, as powerful as. Yeah, as this one was, and maybe because this one it started off in America, yeah. so we took the lead, which is what we do a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I remember thinking this was sick, like yeah, it was so good. But I just hope it's, I just hope when like, when we look back at it, it's not like oh yeah, there was yeah, it was something for the moment and yeah. not that much. I think that's the, that's the thing. It made us happy for a bit with things, and then nothing's really yeah. that would annoy me. Yeah, because on online and on social media, it's a chamber, like, and it's it's scary the way things can be relevant for thirty seconds, and the next thirty seconds it's not relevant anymore. Yeah, I am. Um, I see people like when I saw like so much on social media, I was like, ah, cool, this is good. Like, this is getting around. Yeah. 
I was even interested in seeing like who people that I follow, who's posted what, who's not posted at all. Not because they don't support, but I was thinking, all right, cool. Like, it's yeah. just interesting to see. And I was just thinking, a part of me was thinking, all right, cool. But if some weird thing happens and social media just gets shut down, then what? Mm. What changes have been happening? Yeah. So this stuff here, like it can just... It could just get shut down yeah. so easily. Yeah. Even when I think about people and like they have like Instagram famous people that have like, so many followers and whatnot. I'm thinking, all right, cool, but what have you really got? It's true. If your if your profile gets shut down and your two K followers, five K followers are gone. It's, yeah. How many followers do you really have? Is it how many good friends do you really have? Yeah. And what kind of support do you really have? Just... What kind of circle do you really have? Yeah. And I feel like some people put you put in so much so much on snapchat and instagram yeah. and like sometimes i just sometimes i just i haven't done it for a while but sometimes i just remove it yeah. from my phone and at first you're thinking something's missing like you, you might pick up your phone randomly <laughs> that's what i did the, the first time yeah you might yeah, pick up yeah. i might pick up my phone randomly and be like oh yeah i don't have it but then after a while you can you can go like four hours without touching your phone because mm. except from social media phone calls messages you muck in your mind, it's going to internet for something to look for something, but you're not doing that much. Mm. So when I like when I take social media off my phone, sometimes I'll be going four or five hours, and I'll be always oh, my phone. Like yeah, I, I'm just doing other stuff. Okay, if you're if you're in the room and you're you know you're playing games or whatever, that's not the same thing. But when you're out and you're doing things and your phone's in your pocket and you ain't touched it for hours. After three, four days, you just forget. Yeah, you forget that yeah. people are actually on social media and things yeah. are going, and people tell you, oh, "You remember? Oh, this happened." You're like, "What?" Yeah, you realize how you look like you've been living under a rock. But you realize how like mini school all of that stuff is yeah. like, that happens on social media, and the scary thing is that people can't do that. Yeah, like people cannot. It's it, it's crucial though, like. Coming out of social media is 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 needed so much. I feel like everyone needs to do it. Yeah, I advise everyone to do it. Yeah, because like it's a lot. Because even when the whole Black Lives Matter thing was happening, um, at first I was seeing these videos of like, um, police brutality on black yeah, people, even things like that. And um, I was like, okay, yes, yeah, coming out. And then it kind of got too much. It was like it was heavy. Yeah, yeah. On my yeah, heart to yeah. keep watching these videos. Yeah. Like I had to like step yeah, away and yeah. like not go on Twitter for a while because. Every time I would see a video of a, yeah. and it was just like, it was too much. It was, it was like, it was very, very heartbreaking to watch. And it's like, yeah, you man. need to step away from that or else like, yeah, it was man, bad for the mental health. It's the same thing for me when people are sharing videos and I'm seeing people's stories. Yeah. After, after a certain day, I was just like, I was skipping. Like I didn't want to, yeah. I didn't want to look at it. And it's even weird and scary that these things that we have to yeah. watch and become accustomed to. And yeah. It goes to show how like, how much like the uh, media plays an effect on this whole thing because all of this a lot of the videos that came up were not recent yeah they were like they've yeah. been there yeah but because it's relevant now they come into surface and it's just like this is what us as black people have to be watching it's uh i don't even have uh as uh pessimistic as it sounds i don't even have hope for i don't have hope for us a lot for our generation it's not yeah. The people that are in power now, yeah, I'm not trying. I don't think there's anything that is going to happen for us. What I think needs to happen is 
I need to, we all need to try and not even us, because that's going to happen anyway. Yeah. Our kids and our little nieces, nephews and cousins, they're going to grow up as black people, as people uh, who are not white. So they're going to, they're going to grow up a certain way anyway. They're going to yeah. go through some certain stuff that is going to make them understand things. I feel like it's people who are far, far away from this life mm. who need to teach their kids that the things actually go on in this world. Yeah. It's a word people say, it's a phrase people say so much, but it's like true and it's pure in every sense is the white privilege thing. Yeah. And it's just simply that. And again, people don't understand everybody has privilege. Yeah, yeah. I have privilege when I, have, when I eat food every night, when I sleep in my bed every night. Yeah. I don't think about every night, oh, I'm somewhere else, doesn't yeah. have a bed sleeping. I'm yeah. sleeping, I'm chilling. Mm. So there's privilege in every sense. But in this sense of white privilege, it's just simply that people that, uh, I'm not seeing this for like first hand. It's easy for them to be like, oh, this, I don't know what you're talking about. This yeah. doesn't happen. Yeah. If we can get people like that who are nowhere near the people that live in uh, suburbs, people that live in like middle class areas, mm. if we can somehow, I don't know how, maybe start with, forget the parents because they're already too, they're, they're gone, they're too late. <laughs> but if we can somehow get their kids, yeah. educate their kids, I don't know if, it, I don't know if it's happy with schools. I don't know if it can happen through parents, yeah. but if parents are already in a certain way, they're not going to do that. Yeah. I don't know how it needs to happen, but some way we need to edu- educate the kids yeah. from everywhere, yeah. especially people who don't live that life yeah. or cannot experience that life firsthand. Yeah. People that go private schools, we need yeah. to educate them somehow that, you know, things do happen here. You yeah. need to just smart them up a bit and yeah. then maybe when they grow up, there can be a better place. Yeah. But for us, our age and uh, people are yeah, too younger than us, people older than us. Yeah. I don't think. I think, I think I agree with you with like the educating part, but I feel like it requires more than that. Um, because the reason why in our community, why um, like the, I, f- I feel like non-black people can, are like, they're not, they're not racist as such is because in the primary schools, they've grown up with us. They've seen us um, black kids. They've played with us. They've um, learned with us. And it's like, once you take kids who, are, who have been like, secluded from seeing um, black people, once you mix them in with that kind of like social demographic it kinda, and give them a common goal, it, that's what allows people to be unified. Because if, if you play on the same football team as me, mm-hmm and you're white and I'm black, mm. we have a common goal of winning. Mm. At the end of the day, we're going to have to work together. We're going to yeah. have to be friends. We're going to have to be, you know, kind of unified because we have a common goal to win the football game. So I feel like educating, yes, but also bring them in the mix of, of black people. But it's hard because South East London, South London, like we are the majority in South East yeah. London. We are the majority. So. It's, it's hard, it's easier said than done, but I feel like mixing kids from different um, demographics is, is, is the one way to get, to get one step closer, <laughs> I guess. It's, uh, it's a big conversation and there's uh, a lot yeah, to be lot said, to especially about, uh, especially about uh, the way we live and uh, the, I don't like to call it racism in this country. I'm more like, the word I like to use more is stereotypes. Mm. I feel like stereotypes is 
for my how I've, how I've lived personally, of course, my uncles would say totally different. They'd yeah. probably say blatant racism when they were growing up. But uh, for my how I've lived, I think it's a lot more stereotypes. I see a lot more and hear a lot more stereotypes than actual racism. The way they work in Britain is a lot different to the way they work soft, in America. It's a much, it's a much more softer and yeah. uh, a bit more friendly. It's, just, yeah. it's, it's a passive yeah, type yeah, yeah, yeah. of race. But, but do you uh, know what's wrong with that though? What? The fact that you feel like it's not as bad. Deep it. I don't. It's bad. Uh, yeah, but you're no, saying it's not as bad. Yeah, when I was younger, I didn't think it was as bad. Yeah. When I was younger, but um, as I got older, I realized this is it's not any better. Mm. Um. Yeah. Um. Nah, we didn't have a lot of time today, but. Uh, you're I'm enjoying it, man. You come back on soon. You come back on soon. Definitely, definitely. And we'll do it for longer. And uh, yeah, nah, it was uh, good to have you on, man. Thanks for having me, man. We'll see you soon again. Guys, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Um, yeah, so um, let the guys know where. Let them know where you can find your Instagram socials. Um, on website. Instagram is rich n broke underscore. Mm. Um, on Snapchat as well, you can buy our, our merchandise on www.richandbrokeclothing.co.uk. Uh, if you want to follow me as well, uh, my Instagram handle is joerb underscore. Uh, and yeah nice uh, make sure you follow the Instagram socials the Cassie podcast Twitter Facebook um, Instagram yeah that uh, we're gonna have YouTube uh, subscribe to our YouTube account the Cassie podcast but yeah thank you guys for tuning in and uh, yeah we won't keep you any longer have a good morning have a good night have a good day yeah stay sweet stay safe stay street